good. The process is black and white, where two friends examine the trials and tribulations of starting their individual businesses with their cultural differences and similarities, along with whatever else accompanies them on their journey. Each week, they will discuss a few chapters from books that will transform you from being a wantrepreneur to an entrepreneur. Here's Vernon and Devin. We haven't really touched on this, but it's this question. It, this question, I'm trying to word it right because your perspective, I'll be honest, your perspective may not be necessary on this, but I think it would be interesting just to have this conversation mainly because of where you're living right now. So how close are you to Colorado University? The University of Colorado? Yeah, University of Colorado. Uh, I don't, I don't know. So there's color. So there's CU, which is in Boulder. Okay, um, so CU is the black and gold, right? The black and gold, yeah. Yeah. There, okay, so how close but, are you to CU? Uh, forty minutes. Oh, so 40, okay. between forty and sixty minutes. It's, it's, okay, it's it's in. The, I would it, out here. I would call that in the neighborhood. It's not far. Yeah, I was about to say that's probably like as close as it gets. Forty minutes. Um, so has there been any talks about Deion Sanders, Mr. Primetime coming to that area? Like, I, I know you're not like, oh yeah, I'm super not like plugged in, but plugged I heard in. about it. Yeah. I heard yeah. about it. So I think that that's big news. Like if it I've is. heard about it, it is, it's, I mean, it's an appropriate conversation for us. I, I think there's this very interesting dynamic to uh, the whole conversation. And I'm inserting you only because you're from out there. Mm-hmm. And we've had a conversation in the past about how, like, Colorado, in your opinion, is probably the whitest state uh, or one of the whitest states. Oh, that's crazy. White. In, in America. Um, and it's this very interesting dynamic that's being played out amongst the black community and even in my group text conversations and dinner table conversations about uh, Deion Sanders leaving the blackest uh, community ever in Mississippi State, uh, uh, Jackson State, actually, um, in Mississippi, black college, black HBCU, to take over the head coaching job at uh, Colorado University. Um, or University of Colorado. Sure. And there's, it, it's just interesting. I just was curious, like. I think it's Colorado University. Yeah, it's one of them. Yeah. yeah I, I don't think it's University but, of Colorado. I think, I don't think that exists. I think it's yeah. Colorado University. Yeah, but it's Boulder. It's the Boulder. Yeah, Boulder. it's Boulder. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. in Boulder. In Boulder. But yeah, so there's just been, there's been a crazy debate about, you know, Dion kind of being like, could have been the messiah for like you know black hbc you know universities and like he made this huge change and then the conversation kind of leads to you know 
I guess you could say like appropriation almost where, you know, you have this thing created or not created or, or is happening in this black culture. And then what ultimately happens is once it gets really good, then university like Colorado or, you know, like John is one of the words that was also brought up of like for the Philadelphian people, uh, they had a debate on the radio that stemmed from the Dion thing, which is John originally was a word that was used in like black communities in Philadelphia. And then ultimately uh, over time, became, you know, kind of like this Philadelphia thing. Now there's like a billboard with this lawyer who who uh, sure. calls yeah. himself like John Johnson or something. Sure. Whatever. Hilarious. <laughs> it is hilarious. Every time I drive past it, I'm like in tears. Hilarious. That's no, great. But, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's a lot there. Um, I thought we should, I don't know, I thought we should touch it just because you're in Colorado. Do, do you care to have thoughts? Is there anything like you don't really, you know, you're coming in cold. There's not like a whole, a whole lot of context that you really, you know, probably have. I'm sure you haven't been following the Deion Sanders, you know, he's getting, he's getting, he's getting in, he's in a little battle um, image wise right now where people are either on the side of let the man go be great and do what he does or people on the side of how you leave Jackson State for Colorado doesn't make sense. I thought you were here to, you know, uh, help HBCUs and turn them into programs as strong as all the programs in the Power Five. And then you took probably the worst Power Five job available and all of that good stuff. So there's a battle happening. And I know you don't have the information for it. Um, oh, I have thoughts though. Yeah, so I know you don't have the information. I will put that caveat out there that you're you're coming in without the the information. Um, but I'm just curious. I'm just curious how like, you know, what's the thought? And would you like to, me to cue you just kind of with like maybe my thoughts? Would that help sure. you a little bit? No, you know, no. Oh, I know right. exactly what I think. <laughs> All right. Well, um. There's, I would like to know what your thoughts are, but I yeah, know exactly what. Okay, I think. so my thoughts are, Dion, you know, Dion was fighting two battles, you know, at once. So at the end of the day, you can't forget Dion Sanders is a football, like he he's a football guy, like football is what he's about, you know, and and I won't say above, you know, changing lives and and helping his community as a black man but like football is what he's about in sports there are multiple fights that you know black athletes are fighting there's the battle of hbcu there's the battle of not enough black coach representing you know college sports not you know in terms of power fives not enough black coaches in the nfl not enough you know what i mean so there's like there's there's a lot of battles to fight so i, I feel like from the side of Dion is I think he went from one battle to another. And it's not up to us to decide, you know, what fight he should fight. You know, I think he strongly believes that he's fighting the fight of there's not enough black coaches in, in power five jobs. 
across the country and given an opportunity to succeed with all the resources that guys like Nick Saban has. And he's going to fight this fight of, you're going to, you know, coaches that look like me can recruit. Coaches that look like me can win at these big programs. And that's kind of what his plight is. Coaches from HBCU schools should still be getting looked at for Power 5 jobs because he's the first coach to ever do it, go from HBCU and into a Power 5 job. So I think he's fully, that is the fight in, that he's on right now. But then there's another side where Dion absolutely came in and used the, as his previous fight is making black colleges as competitive as the Power 5 colleges. That, you know, the whole support our own type of deal. And sure. if all, the, you know, if all the, the best athletes who most of them in football, basketball, are typically black athletes, if they all went to Power 5 schools and decided to go there, they would be able to compete tomorrow with all the, back, all the other Power 5 schools if they went to black colleges. And that was kind of his, what he sold in the beginning or what he came in as his, as his mission in the beginning. And then, um, you know, I think for people who bought that, they feel like, wow, like in three years, I guess two two or three years, you went from being all in on like making HBCUs as good as Power Fives and wanting to fight that battle and getting all recruiting all the best players and getting a lot of them to choose Jackson State. He had success in that. He got the number one recruit in all of high school football sure, to choose to, to go Deion to it. Yeah, go to Deion Sanders. So exactly, right? Um, but then he, you know, but then shortly you you, you leave. Sure. And people just feel like, man, you were selling something different. So, you know, that's kind of where I stand is like, I, for Deion, like I get it. It, it, it. It's a move for Deion to go build to his legacy. Um, but it absolutely kill, kills some of the momentum that the attention that Dion was bringing to HBCUs. And quite honestly, I was saying to somebody the other day, someone, you know, someone made the statement that it's, it's sports. We should, you know, it's not the job of a coach to change, you know, a culture that's not sports. And I would disagree in a major way because most of change that has happened in this country um, and in recent history has, you see in culture, it's a, and it's all come started with sports. Uh, a, a large part. I don't part know of if it. that's true. A lot of it's been music. A lot of it's been well, art. yes. A well, lot I mean, entertainment, theater, and, yeah, it's and mo- entertainment. No, you're right. It's it's, it's all in the realm culture. of culture and entertainment. It's all in the realm of culture and entertainment. Sports you is know? certainly a part of that. Yes. So you know, like you go back to uh, the the amount of minds that was changed through Jackie Robinson. You know what I mean? Lots. You go back, lots of minds have changed. You know, so sports, yes, culture. So all your entertainment, all your, all the arts. You know, I sure. would consider sports in that realm as well. But yes, the the the, the special people, the talented, you know, people of the world that like you you kind of are in awe of their talents. Yep, are the people that really spark the most change in 100%. culture. And so that puts football in that category. So, yeah, if Deion Sanders goes on to dominate 
uh, in HBCU. He's the only, probably one of the few people that if he was coaching Michigan, uh, Jackson State for another five years and they're dominating HBCUs and they're looking incredible, he's probably the only guy that could get Nick Saban to say, hey, my guys are going to play your guys. Neutral fit, you know what I mean? Like, sure. It, it, it wouldn't, I don't, there's no random coach that's going to make that happen. Like, Dion is the guy. Yeah, that you, could you make need that a certain happen. amount of cachet. Yes, Dion's got to make that. So, and I think people saw that as a down the road type of thing that ultimately flips the perspective on HBCUs, you know? So, that, that, I kind of stand on that side a little bit, but I also respect that Dion, hey, there's other fights to fight. And he, he sees, you know, out of respect for him, he sees another impact that he could make on on lives and inside of the community and, you know, all of that good stuff. And I can respect that too. But I definitely bought the original bag that he was selling. And, uh, you know, feels a little weird that he's no longer selling that bag. So that's my stance. So... When we started this podcast, you wanted to have a community market. Yes. Yes. And the community market was a lot of things, right? But it was mm -hmm. really, it was a vehicle for you to sort of start something, for a vehicle for you to sort of give back to your community, a vehicle for you to sort of promote uh, business in the black community. It was it, that you had a lot of visions in that lane, right? Yes. Yes. And over time, that's evolved, and it's slightly different at the end, right? Yes. Um, and it's sort of heading a different direction, and that's exciting and cool and good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't change your uh, your big long-term goals of being a you know, good husband, good. good father, having these things, wanting these things, and you know, trying to impact change in your community mm -hmm. and trying to set an example and doing all these other things, right? Yeah, yeah. All those are still your goals. Um, but the vehicle is slightly different, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a very thoughtful response, by the way. In Dion's head, nothing that he sold has changed. I can almost guarantee it. You're right. You're right. He's like, look, I'm a football guy. I can coach football. And me being, you know, it, it, he's just seeing how he can take football and impact the world the way that he can. Because that's, that's all everybody thinks about. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. That's a very thoughtful response, by the way. It's been, it, it was. It was a very thoughtful response. And uh, yes. And I agree with that, by the way. And that's why, that's why you know, your point is 100% right. And I agree with that. And I think that's absolutely what Deion's thinking. And, I, and, and for me, the only other side is like, oh, but you're Deion. And we were so close. And they and they felt so close. Yeah, but you like, know what? Yeah. If if he wants to, Brian Dawkins can do it, and everybody will immediately go, "Well, it's yeah, Brian true. Dawkins. It's different." That's true. You know what I mean? There's while you think it's just Dion, it's not. No, there's plenty of people. Yeah. There's plenty of people, and it should be more, and it should be. It's it tough be because more. on the same hand, like you know, Brian Dawkins made a bucket of money in his career. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he didn't have to work. Nope. So why would you want to coach? Why would you want to do something that's like 70 hours a week minimum? 
Yeah, you know, on a deeper level, it's kind of the reason why the the issues of poverty in specific communities, black communities, Latino communities, different things like that, it's a slow grind to change that because it is, it's almost, not almost, it's unfair to ask an individual to sacrifice you know, the the opportunity to have peace and wealth in their own life to for a bigger cause that could change, you know, the, I don't know, change the shape of how this country or the world looks. Because that's really, like, in order if we want to, you know, if you really want to make that systemic change, we'll say, it's going to take a lot of people like sacrificing for the greater cause. And I mean like legit sacrificing. And I think we had a point where you go back to like civil rights movements and stuff, like people were risking their lives. People were like that, that, you know, slavery, all that, like that. It was so bad that it calls for that extreme. Sure. And now we're at a point where it's, what it is it. yeah and it's well it's different though because there because you see that there there are opportunities there are things that you know there there's there's a lot of information out there there's a lot so even people who are at the basement we'll call it of this country in terms of their opportunities or whatever there they still do exist and so it's tough i think for people who are like back in that time where it was like it was it was just so obvious and in your face that it sure. just had to end. Like, I'm, I'm willing to die on this because it has to end. Sure. But now it's like some of the nonsense that goes on in, in, in society, in our world right now and in, in certain communities now, black and brown communities now, a lot of it is very avoidable. So it does get a little disheartening at, at times for certain people. I can speak on a black community where a lot of the plight is like, you know, there's there's violence and gun violence and you already know you know half the people you know that are in the mix of this and you're like they don't really have to go down that road like we don't we, we don't really have to live like this they, like you shouldn't be killing people over over arguments and nothing you know what i mean and so it gets a little disheartening at times where you're like do i really want to like sacrifice you know the lifestyle of my family and you know all of this and spend all this time putting all this effort to make this change and seeing what things are now and you're like really are people really ready for this change you know what i mean and I, and I think a lot of times you get to a certain level where you do ask yourself is it worth it you know and i think dion you know kind of admitted to that when he talked about what the school he was doing all this good and in, in trying to better the school and the school itself didn't seem to be ready you know funds was going missing you know there was all this other stuff that was happening and i think he probably got fed up like is it really worth it you know like there's so much other nonsense layered on top of the change that i'm trying to make and he just was like you know I, like I, i'm out i gotta do this my own way you know and i think a lot of people come to the, have those decisions to make when you're talking about, you know, changing people's minds, basically, or where we're at right now. It's changing people's minds and their thought process. It's tough.
Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, my general opinion went like, I, I don't know, more and more when people are like, oh, this person did this, they shouldn't have. My more and more, my my default is to side on the side of the person that's doing something. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because most people aren't doing anything. It's really easy to not do anything. You know what I mean? True. It, it, it's really incredibly easy to just live your life, have a job, go to work, watch Netflix. You know what I mean? It, it's extremely easy to do that. Um, we just listen to Discipline and is Destiny, right? And like. He was like, well, if you want to do something, here's how you do it. You get up mm-hmm. every day. You know what I mean? Like, he's it's like, he was like, here's how all these people who actually did something did something. They wrote every single morning, first thing, like, like whatever their patterns were, right? Um, and I think that uh, if you're doing stuff, people are going to criticize you. Um, mm-hmm. And... I think it's better to do stuff and get criticized than it is to not do stuff and not get criticized. Wow. You know, I agree. So like Dion in the end, in the end, the guys that are like arguing about Dion will have impacted fewer people will have created less change. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So yeah, Dion's winning. He's a genius, right? Like he's a genius at football. He's a, you know, um, super hard motivator, ultra talented, mm-hmm. like incredible person. And so people think that they have a, the right to sit around and having done nothing. Talk, talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. True. You know? And it's yeah. like, I just remind yourself of that. You know what I mean? Like, like I, the things that we're doing, both of us, right? Like trying to, you know, right now you guys are kind of like focused on the catering world and like looking at that and just trying to move that needle with the three of you. And you realize how much, uh, I don't want to say momentum, like how much stuff is in the way to actually move something, to actually push the world. There's like a million and it's crazy. And for me to like try to do this comic book app, like the amount of stuff that I need to move just to get that an inch forward is insane. It's insane. And, you know, most people aren't aren't trying to do that. So yeah. start criticizing Dion when when you're moving the world. You know what I mean? Even a little bit. And your criticism will sound a lot more measured really, really fast. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Criticism will be a lot more nuanced really, really quick. Yeah. No, you're right. I love that, though. You know, I love that. You got to, uh, what'd you say? Run it back? You had a, you had a nice old line in there about, um, was it movement or uh, just doing something? No, no, doing, no. You, just pushing the no, world forward? Said, I don't really know. Oh, man. I, I, I got to listen to the pod because I, I want that for the show. You said something about... Uh, Oh, I can't remember it. Um, I'm, we'll get that for the pod. Uh, <laughs> once I listen to the episode, we'll bring it back next week because it was good. It was something about doing. I, I you even got a wow out of me because it was very simple, but it was it was just about. I think the gist of it was, you know, most most people that are doing something, you know, 
it's e- it's easy, like you said, it's easy to sit at home and not do anything so, yeah. than it is to go out and do something. Yeah. So I'm trusting a guy that's doing something. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm on there. I'm yeah, I'm on that lean. side. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yes. You know what I mean? They're gonna like, get not, the benefit of the doubt for me. They're not exactly. They start with the benefit of the doubt. Um, so that's it, a great statement. You know, I, there's a lot in there. You know, that, and I'm not saying that people who are doing stuff are perfect. Certainly not, right? Oh, yeah, but, not at all. But um, they're a lot. They're doing a lot more than the people who are just sitting there on their phone criticizing or, you know, whatever. Because yeah. mostly people are just trying to criticize. I think, and honestly, this is my like secret theory about this. I think that the reason that people are like this, right, that they're trying to criticize, is that it feels like you're doing something. No, it does. It, you're right. It, it does. It feels That's like it. it. And so you right. think like, oh, I'm doing something. And then yeah. as soon as you actually do something, right, you realize that criticizing is not doing stuff. No. No. <laughs> no, it's Netflix. It's Netflix. Netflix. It's, it's candy. It's criticism. Candy. Yeah. Criticism is candy. You yeah. I mean? So speaking of candy, we went to the doctor. I'm 44 years old. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, it's big. Yeah, yeah, we, it's, yeah it's a big we the, visit. We what was doctor. it? How many years since? It had probably been 10 years okay. that I'd been right. to the doctor. Um, maybe it was eight. Okay. You yeah. know, but it was it it was. More than five. For sure it was more than five. Um, and uh, so we went to the doctor and got, like, some some tests and stuff. Like, just mm-hmm. the normal, like, where are you at? Because, like, you know, the next ten years, like, I need to watch for things changing. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so went and I'll tell you one fun part about like doing fitness and eating right and like doing all the stuff that doctors say to do, right? Because that's what they tell you. Like every doctor that you talk to will tell you like eat right, exercise, get enough sleep. Like, and people will be like, well, they don't say anything. And they tell you eat right. That, like it's the very first thing out of their mouth every time I've ever mm-hmm, talked to mm-hmm. a doctor. Oh, also don't smoke. Like that's also in there. Yeah, no, and, and drink um, either. Don't drink Drinks. too much. Don't I was drink about too to much. Say, how much do you drink? Yeah. How much do yeah. you smoke? Yeah. There's a little bit. There's a little bit now of like, are you happy? Like yes. I've noticed it's health, since health stuff. Yeah. Like the health you know, stuff. So there, there. But but mostly it's like okay, like don't smoke, eat right, exercise, like work that out. And uh, if you do all that stuff and you go to the doctor, they are very confused. They're very confused because the doctor was like, okay, so you do this. And like, they had nothing, they had nothing, nothing to say. And I liked that interaction. I liked the interaction with the doctor. They were like, do you have any problems? And I was like, "Mm, no, got any pain? No. You able to do everything? Yeah. Feel feel pretty good. Uh, Is your diet good? Yeah. Diet's good. And then they, they took my, my blood tests and like, all of my baseline levels of everything are where they're supposed to be. All of Sarah's baseline levels of everything are where they're supposed to be. You know, um, are there things we could improve? Sure. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be great if I didn't have that cookie 
the other day. You know what I mean? <laughs> like there's mm-hmm, there's stuff mm-hmm. I could improve. You know what I mean? But basically, uh, we nailed it. And so while I don't think it's easy, I do think it in fact does work. Like doing the stuff that they say to do, which is like eat right, exercise, you know, blah 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 blah, will actually work. You're, you know what I mean? Yeah. You should do it. Yeah. What, it totally what, uh, did you get all your results back or? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. They, 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 uh, they called and said like, and I was like, the biggest thing I was worried about was probably cholesterol. Like if your cholesterol gets up, um, you know, that's a tough one. And I do eat a lot of meat. Uh, I like meat. Meat tastes good. Um, and, yeah. uh, but it was fine. Totally fine. Um, Maybe like a little like in it was in the it was in like the you know if fine is between I don't know what the real numbers are but a hundred and one hundred and eighty I was at one hundred and sixty right so I was on the the higher side of fine yeah, so I was yeah fine yeah. you know blood pressure fine you know I literally all the tests were yep you're in the you're in normal you're at the normal and I was like this is all right man it works yeah. you know and I don't think I don't I don't think people know it works. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think people do. I know I, it works. Yeah, I mean, I just hear so many people be like, oh, yeah, so-and-so lived right, and then they just dropped dead. And you're like, that's not the reason. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know but I mean, mean, you know, I mean, there are certain... It happens, know, of course. Yeah, there's certain things that, like... Like, uh, cancer, for one, has no picks. No. You, can, you know, certain forms of it, you can... Some of it you can you can you can impact, but it seems yeah. to be just random almost. Exactly, like you know, lung cancer seems to be tied directly to smoking. It's yeah. like mo- most, most people part. have lung cancer. They, yeah, and know. asbestos, those two. Like maybe if you maybe if you worked in construction, you could have it too. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem like a lot of people are just like randomly getting lung cancer. It's pretty rare. Yeah, you know, um, you know, and then you know, there's other forms. Colon cancer seems to sure. there's there there's stuff. To be some ties. For sure there with you know the way you eat but most of it is just like breast cancer just hey you got the gene yeah yeah just you just it's in runs in your family you know you got the gene it's 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 you know it's it's funny though i guess this is i guess it's kind of back to the point of the show right it's like it's process Mm -hmm. right like you know uh you're, you're not gonna necessarily get the outcome Right, <laughs> like that you're that you're hoping for, right? But in the end, you're going to if you do the stuff, right? Diet, exercise, enough sleep, blah 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 blah, that everybody tells you to do. You're gonna be fine. Yeah, um, and I, you know I don't think that I, it's weird to me that it, it's uh, it's that it's so hard that it's also so hard, right? Like. It takes a lot of energy <laughs> to get like it, it. It's been a lot of work to do this since well, I've been doing it as long as you know me, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes a lot of work. So I think, like on the one hand, it's underestimated, right? That, that I think it's a lot of work, and I've been doing it for ten years or whatever. But also, you're. It's so straightforward. Does that make sense? 
Like the yeah. path is extremely yeah, really straightforward, but it's just like, but it's also a lot of work. I I can't think of a lot of things yeah. that are that that are that way where it's just. Well, like, I don't know. I I think that's been kind of what we've learned. Is that, that, might be, that might be a good point. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we've learned constantly that like most things are straightforward. It's just consistently doing them is extremely hard. Dis- being disciplined, you know what I mean, is really, really hard. But most of the times, yeah, most things are very simple in terms of the how to get from A to B. Right. You know, the hard part is, damn. That A to B gap is long as hell, That's and I need to like, <laughs> I need to like stay focused through this whole gap, like, you know, else I like gotta restart and go back to A and start from the beginning again, like that. That's what it feels like. It's like walking a tightrope. You know, walking a tightrope. The concept is probably extremely easy for us all to understand. You just walk from this side to that side, right? That's but fun. actually walking the tightrope. Is like holy shit! Like, I didn't realize it would be this difficult. Yeah, and that—that's like life, man. That—that's that, been life. You know what I'm what I'm learning. That is like, dude. Somebody on one of the podcasts I listened to was like, "Yeah, diet and exercise. Like, if you put it into a pill, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you made a diet, exercise, and correct amount of sleep in a pill, the, the effects of it." Right, it would immediately be either the greatest selling pill of all time. Oh, right? it would be instantly. It would either be like by far, or it would be illegal because yeah. it's so because it had because the impact is so dramatic. Yeah. Hey, this is like an interesting question for you. Do you have a real? You haven't. You know how like when you take like any type of medicine, your body just gets like immune to it, right? And you're like, if you're taking something over and over again, you gotta up the dose, else your body eventually just gets immune to it. I kind of look at life like that. Yeah, I've noticed like, if we solve a problem, like, like let's just say we made that pill. Everything would be great for the first like, I don't know, six 90, months, 90, 90 days. days. <laughs> It'd be great. <laughs> It'd be great. But do we really want to know what the next problem would be after that? Like, you know, well, like you think we, people talk about their feelings a lot now. Yeah, but I say, do we, do we really want to know <laughs> what the next what the next problem would be beyond that? Yeah, like this, would, you know, people would be talking about their feelings. Yeah, it'd be something because the the that's there always is not that you don't want to fix whatever the issue is in front of you, but it's just always one of the things that I think we, we almost sell ourselves that once I fix this, oh, it's going to be great. And everything's going to be so perfect. And it's, it's going to be the best life ever. Once I fix this. And I think we should like adjust how we look at that. It shouldn't be. I definitely mm, agree. Right. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be the, Everything's gonna be great. It's gonna be once I fix this, this will be over. But man, I'll be ready for the next thing. Like I'll be ready for the next thing. Like I, I think we almost get extra frustrated because, and I do this even. But myself. That's why people buy. That's why people buy cars they don't need. Yeah, 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, they're like, oh, well, if I I've get been this, there, if I get this $55,000 car, I'm going to feel great because I'm going to have the car that shows that I'm successful. Mm-hmm. And then they don't eat in their car for like 90 days. Yeah. And, then, and then it's just a car after that. And then you're eating in it and you're, you know, trash is still in it. Oh, I've been there, man. Yeah. You're washing it every day for 90 days and then it goes to every week. And then the next thing you know, it's month and then it ain't at all. Rain washes it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I try to think about choices like that. I try and I fail in a lot of places, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. some places I succeed because it's really like if it, if the end, if you're going to get like, you're going to get a year's worth of enjoyment out of a fancy car where you're going to treat it like it's fancy for a year, which is mm. generous. Let's be honest. Oh, I was going to say, no one treating it for a year. Except but, psychos. Yeah. Um, but if you, if you, if you are going to get, is that worth $70,000 or 62,000? You know what I mean? Like it's a lot of money to spend on a car. <laughs> no. And, it, and it's over quick though. Real quick. It's not a year, bro. It's like, when it's probably it's like, sixty to nine. It's I'd yeah. say it's sixty days to to nine to to six months. I mean, yeah, I'd say sixty days is is probably. But in fairness, I've only had one car that I've like bought that was like at that level, right? And I remember it, and I watched that thing every day. You kept it nice for me. Oh, it was so nice. No, I had two I'm, cars, two cars. I mean, I kept and, my truck nice for. Five years, probably, yeah. but I didn't keep it like perfect. You know what I mean? I kept it perfect for like what? a little while, and you kept it nice just because of the type of person you are. Which you're like, I don't yeah, want to be riding in mess. There's difference. Yeah, right. There's difference in new car or new shoes. Keep it in a box, take it out, wipe them down, fold my laces up. You know, after I wear them, like there's that type of keep it nice, yeah. and then there's just like. Hey, I like to keep things organized and put away, and you know, you know, because there's a difference. New car nice is like you ain't no, waxing it. It doesn't last, it. It doesn't last long. It doesn't <laughs> it's last. over quick, man. But yeah, we you're right. We 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 overconsume things just to feel, you know, I don't know, feel good about something for a quick second, and and it forces us to buy the next new thing because that doesn't things- last long. Yeah, one of the things in this week's chapters for the book of Jose, we're not talking about the book this much this week, but um, is he was like, he had made his break and he was on the radio show and they played his song on the radio mm-hmm. and he was mm-hmm. so excited. And then he went to Arsenio and he rapped on Arsenio and he was so excited that he went home and three of his buddies were like super excited and partying with him and thrilled. And three of his buddies were like, just shaking our head like this guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that that, in the same way that like certain stuff, you go like, mm, it's not going to last. That feeling that you're getting, that good feeling from that car, it's not going to last. And that good feeling that you get from, you know, breaking into a new section that Dion got, right? Mm-hmm. As soon as he like then moved to the next section, all of a sudden he starts seeing head shakes. Right? That's a great wow. That's a and nice little tie in there. Yes, dude. I, I think I think that like understanding where those are, I think that that is like a cool life lesson that you should know. Yeah. But, like, yeah. 
Well, that, and it's also like I would say for like Big Pun, I mean uh, Fat Joe, you know, is in a book. What he what he actually is given is he is given a lot of game in terms of like, you know, he talks about his brother, and he's just like everybody can't go. At, at certain points in your life, you 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 have to kind of choose, you you and everyone else, or him. And he had to do that with his own brother. You know, like, he's like, I love my brother. I love him to death. But he could, you know, he chose drugs over his family. So I had to choose the family over him. And let him go. So his brother still lives in a Bronx still to this day. Still, uh, I think he said he was still on drugs. Or he might have just got clean, been clean for like a little bit. But he's like he. You I'm know. sure that's an ebbs and a flow thing, though. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, he's, 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 I'm he's sure he's still, done that before. Yeah. Ho- hopefully it sticks. But. Yeah, that's what he said. He said he's still, you know, his brother's like blind from drugs and all that, and he's like, you know, I love my brother still to this day, but I, you know, like he's not, he's not really a part of the family, pretty much. He's he's off doing his own thing, and I think that part, the reality of that. In so many ways, it's tough for people to accept. To be able to accept that is like... That's some serious wisdom. Yes. Yes. Because that's hard to accept. Yeah. And I think the one thing we're learning about Fat Joe through the whole... Or the Book of Jose through this whole thing is that, you know, he was just a different a different type of dude. Um, In, in a sense of just like he was like that type of person that no matter where he went, no matter who he met, it seems that people gravitated to him. And you see it every day. You see it even in just his interactions a day. I, I listen to his uh, YouTube show and you see it even then. Like people always got stories of like how he came through and like saved the day. You know what I mean? Like, like it was always some like nonsense street stuff. Like I think like at one point, like, I think it was E-40 had problems in, like, New York or something, and, like, Fat Joe came through and, and, squ- and squashed it all. Right. Like, you know, he just seems like a dude that definitely, he's a leader. He's he clearly like, a also, leader. also think he's wise. And he is wise. You know, in that same way. Like, I think he, he looks at things and goes, like, and I, I don't think I've necessarily in most of my life been wise about stuff like that, right? Like mm-hmm. I've always been, I've always sort of thought like, well, everybody should come. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's wisdom I haven't had in those ways that it yeah. seems like he's got a knack for. Um, of course, he's telling his own story, and you know, so yeah, of course, he, of course he seems way, wise when he tells sure. his own story. But for sure, but um, he has been pretty honest, and I think you've you've pointed that out mm-hmm. on, on, in the last couple of weeks is how honest he's been about the dumb stuff. That yep. he's done in his past. Yep. And and he doesn't seem to be hiding that. You know, and he doesn't like seem to be glorifying pretty... it very much either. No. He's not like no. he's not like saying, like, oh, aren't aren't I cool that I did X? It's no, he's usually it's like, a little bit more I like Michael Carter Williams book. Um, yeah. where he's like, I did this thing and that wasn't that wasn't great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or when he flips the turkey over, fighting with his family, and he's like yeah, I'd have been mad at me too for flipping yeah. the turkey over. Like I, yeah, I shouldn't have flipped the turkey. Behavior. Yeah, 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 I shouldn't have flipped the turkey. Over. But yeah, so he's been pretty honest. I actually like the storytelling of it. You know, I it, he has a knack, which I guess we shouldn't be surprised. Makes sense. He's, he's, of course, yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's an entertainer. 
but he has a knack for telling telling stories and and you know I'm loving the big pun stories you know loving loving the little gem about Big and how he talked to him two days before you know he was murdered and how he was supposed to record with him a big pun just you know even the just the whole the book if you like hip hop and you're a fan of Fat Joe the book definitely has a lot of like hip hop knowledge in it that you that you might have not either you missed and it's I'm getting like filled in on some of the the stuff that's a little bit prior to me like I've always been a Big L fan but I never really knew the history with Big L and Fat Joe and how they was in the same squad coming up but you know I knew Big L and I knew Fat Joe so it was cool to hear like them being in the same because I'm a little how it all ties together because I'm a little younger like you know Older people, a little people older than me, around your age, would probably, age. you know, we know that, we know that Yeah, we there's stuff that like, and I'm not even, you know, I'm not a hip hop head, right? Like, yeah, yeah, certainly listened to plenty of it. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's yeah. not, it's not like the core central part of my music uh, fandom. Yeah, and most of this, not most of the stuff, a lot of the stuff, I'm like, oh, oh, I know them, I remember yeah. them. Like that, yeah. that's sort of my reaction to it. And yeah. like, oh yeah, I did know that they were together. Like that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. If if you're aware of hip hop and it's been a part of your life, that part of it is definitely cool. And then if yeah. you're not, like I would still say this is entertaining because you're getting a, a slice of life. Because yeah, and he, he's as he's he gets older, interesting. Yeah, yeah. As he gets older, it it gets interesting. It's kind of like Will, where yeah. Will's book was. Where as he got older, it's like, oh, all right, we're not just we're done fantasizing about our adolescence, and now we're like, oh, we're telling the story. Oh, okay. Yeah, you almost went to jail for like. Mm-hmm. Running with JBM, like, you know, Fat Joe, oh, you get shot by somebody over $10? Like, you know, now you're like, it don't matter whose story it is. Now it's interesting. Now it's like, this is where the movie begins. Yeah, well, because it's about how to figure out how to live, right? Exactly. It's about how to figure out how to survive. Which we're all trying to figure out. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, man. So, finish uh, chapter, what, I guess that's part four. Part part four, yeah. Part four. Oh, we're flying through this. Yeah, we'll touch base on that. So, uh, in the meantime, Vernon, where can people find us? They can find us at the processesblackandwhite.com, and they can search us on social media platforms at the processesblackandwhite, and they'll pop right up. All right, man. Talk to All you. right, bro. Have a good day.